An American has been jailed in Thailand for a negative hotel review. Romanian villagers re-elected their dead mayor. And marijuana gummies helped NHL players survive a stint in the bubble. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by Jonesy, a comedian in Los Angeles. See why I mixed it up there? You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A man has been put in prison in Thailand for a negative hotel review. Who knew that this was possible? I've left some reviews that aren't very pleasant. Most of my reviews were glowing, by the way. But I've left a few stinkers, of course. And I've left many funny reviews as well. If you want to follow my Yelp account, it's pretty hilarious. It's Funny Jones, of course. Uh, Did you know that Thailand apparently has some of the strictest defamation laws in the world? An American man living in Thailand is experiencing this firsthand right now because he's being sued for a negative hotel review that he left online. How is that defamation, though? It's just a review, right? I mean, we leave reviews all the time. Nobody's suing anybody for defamation over these reviews as far as I know. It's just democratic. You leave a review that's good, someone leaves a review that's not so good, and it works itself out in the end. If you offer an amazing service or product, at the end, you're going to win. Trust me, I've experienced that firsthand with Weird AF News because I've gotten some bad reviews. But I've kept at it, and I've tried to put out a good product, and the good reviews have rolled in and just taken over, uh, especially on Amazon, uh, where the positive reviews have certainly outweighed them all. And I got my stars up to about four after having you know, two and a half stars for a long time because of all the bad reviews. This is just the nature of online reviews, and you've got to live with that. But apparently this hotel refused to live with the bad review. They arrested this man at the school he worked at for posting this one-star review on Google about the resort he was at in Kochang. He was then dragged 250 kilometers away to face a complaint made against him by the resort owner in court. (laughs) Well, since it was a Friday, he ended up spending the weekend in jail before he was able to post $3,000 bail. (laughs) What the heck is this? This is terrible. Let's read the review. What did he write about this hotel that was so bad? Uh, He wrote, The staff was not friendly. Nobody could smile. The restaurant manager was very rude and full of himself. He is from the Czech Republic. There are other hotels with better, friendlier staff. Avoid this place as if it was the coronavirus. (laughs) Well... It's kind of a lame, bad review, to be honest with you. It sounds to me like he just doesn't like people from the Czech Republic. (laughs) That's what's going on here. I mean, I find it hard to believe that nobody was able to smile there. Um, Although, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so maybe smiles are hard to come by. But if you have any business at all as a hotel during the pandemic, you really should try to smile, you know, because a lot of hotels are not even operating. Although maybe the employees are not pleased to have to work during a pandemic. especially having to be around an American that's visiting them. You know, everybody knows the Americans. Uh, They can't keep the pandemic under control. Like one-fifteenth of them have the damn virus. So not pleased to see an American in their hotel, perhaps. And so maybe that's why they're not smiling. I still think it might be something to do with the check. (laughs) 
The hotel claims they tried to reach out to the guest on several platforms, but he refused to negotiate. The hotel asked that the guest delete the reviews and told him he needed to refrain from leaving any reviews about the hotel in the future, please. And he did not, and uh, that's why they took him to court, apparently. I mean, I don't know what you do about this, but certainly the government shouldn't allow uh, businesses to just sue people over reviews. Uh, you know, that's just not right. I mean, first of all, you're uh, you're going to push away the tourists. They're just going to assume that they can treat a tourist however they feel like because there's no repercussions. You know, the review is sort of like uh, some insurance to make sure that you, you know, you perform your duty and your service or whatever you provide a product that's acceptable. Otherwise, you get a bad review. Now, I know there's a lot of people just writing bad reviews that just want to write bad reviews. I've experienced it myself, uh, you know, as far as the podcast goes. But those are few and far between, I think. Most people are reasonable. If you provide a good product or a service, you'll get a good review in return. I kind of like the review process that we have here. I think it's great. And uh, I don't think uh, you should leave a review in fear that you would have to you know, face sort of some sort of legal battle, which is just going to take up your time and your money. I mean, at, at this point, it's like, why bother to go to Thailand? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the sort of situation it seems to me like they're creating. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Do you guys agree? Call the show 646-450-2012. Uh, was that defamation or just a review? A village has re-elected a mayor that is dead. Bucharest, Romania, after handing Ion Aliman the victory in the election for local mayor, residents of a small village in southern Romania then went right to his grave to light some candles for him. Aliman was re-elected in a landslide for an unprecedented third term as mayor of the village of Defesalu. This is all despite having died from COVID-19 complications 10 days prior to the country's municipal elections. His death came too late to remove his name from the ballot, but the news of his passing spread fast through the village, which is home to just over 3,000 people. The popular incumbent would have celebrated his 57th birthday exactly on election day. He was a beloved man, and in order to honor him, Hundreds of Defesalu villagers went to the polling stations and voted for Aleman, despite him being dead. <laughs> this is incredible. After preliminary election results showed late Sunday that Aleman had won 1,057 out of the 1,600 votes cast. Wow, major landslide. A large group of villagers visited his grave to light candles and pay their respects. A video shared widely on social media showed people with flashlights and candles gathered around his grave, some of them saying, This is your victory. We will make you proud. We know that from somewhere up there you are watching us. Aleman was a member of the left-leaning Social Democratic Party known as PSD. And so is his deputy, Nikolai Dobre, who told the local media that none of the other contenders got the same trust from the voters, of course. Asked if he voted for Aleman, he said, I sure did. <laughs> the election victory in Defesalu was a bit of sweet news, but only a little comfort for the PSD, as partial preliminary results showed Monday that they had lost the most closely watched contest, the one for the mayor of the capital, Bucharest. The article goes on about the national election, but I think this uh, the local story is much more fascinating that a, a dead man was elected. Uh, it's 
it's a bittersweet story because he's not able to serve a third term, but clearly beloved by the 3,000 villagers. I wonder what will happen. It doesn't say what happens if you vote a dead mayor in. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Anybody familiar with politics in Romania? <laughs> but, you know, if if the politics in the rest of the world is any gauge for uh, what should be done, I think they should allow the dead mayor to, you know, stay in office because I, I think a dead mayor will do a way better job than a mayor that's alive. You know, it's... <laughs> Why give them a chance to screw anything up? Just, you know, let the dead mayor sit in office for a year or two. And uh, at least, you know, no problems will be created by the mayor, which is what you'd usually see from mayors. I'm I'm being very negative here, but man, maybe it's because I live in Los Angeles that um, I feel this way about the mayor. (laughs) Marijuana gummies helped NHL players survive a grueling stint inside the bubble. NHL players survive the monotony of two months in isolation, the same way as a large segment of their fan base, with a little assistance, though, from booze and cannabis. With the Stanley Cup hockey finals between Dallas and Tampa Bay well underway, NHL players are opening up, anonymously, of course, on what life away from their families living in the bubble was like. Players were initially stationed in either Edmonton or Toronto, That's where the bubbles were. But as the competition whittled down to four contenders, the Western City became the only remaining site. What did the players say? Well, the consensus is that it it wasn't easy. I don't think a lot of fans realize what an emotional toll the bubble took on some of the guys. The isolation, the grind, being away from our families and our loved ones during a really stressful time to begin with. To be honest, after the first few days, I noticed a lot of guys were more down than they usually were. Some guys were legitimately sad, I have to say. It's not easy living like that for two months, I tell you. That was an anonymous hockey player. And while the consensus seems to be that the NHL underdelivered on some of its more attractive promises, the league, league did come through with a few amenities that players might enjoy. It made a big difference to the weary warriors as they tried to wind down after difficult days. Here's a quote from someone, anonymously, still. Marijuana gummies were there. They were available. Drinking was there. But I think when it came down to it, people were trying to perform the best they could. I don't think guys were drinking to party. Certainly not in excess. When guys were taking marijuana gummies, it wasn't a let's get high as shit and do nothing all day. It was more of a recovery sense or to fall asleep after a game, you know? Wait, wait, wait. So the NHL provided marijuana gummies to the players? Is that what I'm reading? Is that correct? I mean, it's all happening in Canada. What's what are the laws up there? I, I, it, it's it's recreational up there, legal recreational. Am I am I right? Or is it just that hockey players are so beloved in Canada that they just let them do whatever the hell they want? I mean, it seems to be that way. The, these are their gods, these NHL players in Canada. It seems to me. But hey, man, uh, offering athletes some marijuana as a form of recovery is totally fine, in my opinion. I mean, there are certain sports where they actually test you for these things, but it it all should be just uh, allowed, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's relaxing. It's good for pain. It's good to get you to sleep. It's a good. It's good for relieving some stress, winding down at the end of the day. Why not? It's just a little marijuana. That's all. And if you're stuck in a bubble, you're away from your girlfriend, your wife, your family, your children, your boyfriend, whatever you're away from, yeah, some booze and some some weed, why not? Take care of the people. 
It's a damn shame what they had to go through for sure. All for the sake of entertainment. Of course, they're being paid. But, you know, it's got to be tough. Now, the NBA bubble is uh, is more strict than this, I'd imagine. They don't allow the players to just chomp on some gummies. They're not providing such things, I'd imagine, or alcohol, this sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, that just shows you how cool Canada is at the end of the day. They just They just are. Canadians are so cool. The government is so chill. Some of you are wondering, Jonesy, you talk in such glowing terms about Canada. Why don't you move there? And the answer is, I'm not allowed there, okay? It's personal. No, it's not. It's just, it's COVID and I'm an American. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jonesy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Weird AF News. It was a short one, but it was informative, I think. Yes, we learned a lot about the world today, didn't we? Even uh, maybe a lot about ourselves. I want to give some love to Amazon Mom Corrigan, who left me a five-star review on Amazon. The title is, I love this. I always get a kick out of this program. I have to hear it every night as part of my flash briefing. Keep up the great work. I especially love the Florida Fridays. It's a sad truth, but hilarious nevertheless. Thank you. Well, thank you, M. Corrigan, for what is one of the most warm, heartfelt, and polite reviews I've ever got. So this was, this was lovely. This really made my day. Thank you so much for that. Five stars, too, which is just what I prefer. Out of all the stars, I like the five of I like that there's five of them. <laughs> Thanks, M. Corrigan, whoever you are, wherever you are, and uh, keep listening. We got some nice reviews or comments rather on YouTube. Uh, did you know the podcast is on YouTube? Yeah, I try and put it everywhere that people might listen. So if you find a place that it isn't, let me know and I'll try to put it there. It's uh, just contact me funnyjones at gmail dot com. Uh, so Team Rocket left me a comment saying. I miss seeing you on camera as you're a beautiful man. Nice podcast. Team Rocket is referring to a time when I first began the Weird AF News YouTube channel. I, I actually shot video of myself recording the show. So you got to see me as I recorded it. Uh, but I had to make a change because the quality wasn't so great. So now the podcast is up there. I upload the audio file, which is like high quality, so that it, it's just a better listening experience. And I, I think that's important. I think the listening, the audio is more important than the visual when it comes to podcasts. So, uh, but I, you know, I've been thinking about getting more videos of myself up there, and I'll, I'll figure out a way to do it, Team Rocket. Even if it means only doing it once a week or something, um, I can do that. I think I can set up a little video camera and a light in my closet and just do it that way. <laughs> In the closet. Yeah, in the closet. Who wants to see video of me in a closet? Wow. What has my life become? Uh, Cirrusy Sue also made a comment. Weird AF news when the apocalypse is over, LOL. I just heard that you wanted to come to Canada. You should come for some shows. Calgary is a good place for that. Yes, I've heard Calgary is very good for uh, comedy shows. So maybe I'll get up there someday. I would love to. Unicorn Ninja wrote, Hey, I'm a new listener and really enjoying your work. Your Vanilla Ice slash Coronavirus song was hilarious. I actually giggled out loud, and that's rare. Thank you for the great work. Thank you for the comment, Unicorn Ninja, and for having such a cool uh, YouTube profile name. That's just dope, <laughs> Unicorn Ninja. Very strange. I love it, though. Uh, I also, also got some calls. Uh, James and Angel from Texas, who I haven't heard from in a while. It's nice to hear from James and Angel. Um, still listening to the show. Still having a good time in Texas. I will definitely get to your porch one of these days, James and Angel. We can 
we can share some whiskey and watch the sunset on your porch in Texas. Wouldn't that be a nice time? I would love that. Uh, of course, Michael from Iowa City called. Hilarious. Appreciate Michael as always. And someone new, Amanda from Wisconsin, who um, had had some beef with my Wisconsin accent. I don't remember trying to do a Wisconsin accent, did I? I probably did, and it was probably terrible. And you're probably right, Amanda, so <laughs> deserving. But thank you for calling in. Please call again. You guys can call the show 646-450-2012, as always. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, where uh, you can you know dive into some weird af content that i've been putting up there for well over a year i mean there's enough bonus episodes to keep you occupied for a couple weeks just listening to bonus episodes so uh if you'd like a little bit more weird af in your life check out the patreon patreon.com slash weird af news and support jonesy by buying buying me a beer once a month it's pretty cool right all right thanks again for um being a listener and a fan of the show if you are uh if you if you haven't subscribed yet please Subscribe to the show and tell a friend. and uh, Or don't. Just, uh, I guess overall, I hope you have a nice day. Yay! Hey, Jonesy. My name's Amanda, and I am calling from Wisconsin. I just listened to your podcast on Stitcher about the Wisconsin man from Racine, not Racine. I'm going to just throw in, you have a terrible Wisconsin accent. But um, the brain that he found... Yeah, welcome to Wisconsin, home of beer, cheese, and serial killers. Bye. Hey, Jonesy, it's James and Angel in Fort Worth. It's been a while since we talked to you. Hi. We just wanted to touch base with you and tell you that uh, this week's Florida Fridays was hilarious. You had me rolling. Of course, I'm rolling every day because I'm in a wheelchair. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe I'll just let you do the jokes. Hey, but uh, when we heard the one about the uh, the man uh, that uh, shot his doctor after he had a prostate exam, we instantly wondered um, how the doctor was actually shot. And what with. And what with. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway... Glad you're well. Glad you're doing good, and uh, keep up the good work. And we're still here and still listening. Yes, sir. Take care. Be safe. Wear a mask. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Alexa, hang up. Alexa, hang up. Hey, Jonesy, it's Michael calling from Iowa City. I hope you had a great weekend, and I want to thank you for the good Florida Friday stories, and I want to speak to one of them specifically, and that was about the doctor down in Florida who did a digital rectal exam for prostate exam on one of his patients, and the patient apparently got so excited that he had an erection and ejaculated, and uh, the man was such a homophobe that he shot the doctor in the chest twice. Thankfully, the doctor survived and was able to give an interview afterwards. Apparently, the man took flight and left the state, but the purpose of me calling is to say that um, that is not by my experience at all with digital rectal exams for prostate uh, examination. Mine has never been anywhere near long enough to excite me, especially to the point of 
achieving an orgasm, uh, an erection and then orgasm. Mine have been very brief. I would say on the uh, length of time of somewhere between three and eight seconds. The doctor was interviewed and he said that uh, it was not at all uncommon for men to achieve an erection and ejaculate during their exams. And I, I would say that this is not the norm at all. I would say to the contrary that I would think that that would be highly unusual. And I would like to take an informer poll of your listeners. Please, Weird AF listeners, call in, you know, anonymously if you like. I've given my name, but um, please call in and say how long your exam took in seconds or minutes, how long the doctor was with you, and um, if you had any, you know, feelings whatsoever. You know, mine was of slight discomfort. Mine have never been painful, so to say, but just a slight discomfort. And again, three to really eight seconds at the maximum, certainly not enough time to become aroused. So, Jumzy, you made a lot of jokes about sending the doctor a box of chocolates and some flowers, which were hilarious. But I'm really curious to see if uh, I'm, you know, unusual on this. I've had three doctors over the course of my probably, you know, no more than 10 exams in my lifetime. And those probably started at the age of 45. So I'm curious to see what other men have to say about this. It's not something we sit around and talk about as men. But now's the opportunity for us to talk about it. Jonesy, you'll probably start getting your first one at age 40 or 45. I don't know if they put them off to 50 now, but they do a PSA test, which is will test your blood abnormalities. And, but anyway, um, you know, this to me is 